Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash rebelfm for your free audiobook download. It's Rebel FM. I'm Anthony Gallegos. With me is Arthur Geese. You don't remember what episode it is, dude. It's 161. Uh-uh. I thought it was 161. Mm-hmm. 162. Mm-hmm. Uh, I time travel a lot, so I get lost of which continuum I'm in. I'm on muscle relaxers, and I knew what episode it was. I'm like a Q from Star Trek The Next Generation, and Star Trek Voyager, if you ever watch that. Uh, with me is Mitch Dyer. <laughs> Hi. Let's get this over with. I have half a burrito waiting for me to we're done. <laughs> And and uh, Matt Shandernay's not here. So say something, Matt. Womp womp. It's just an empty chair with cookies. It's just it's better than Matt Shandernay. Yeah. Uh, I can't eat any more of those. Fire him this way. Um, I'll eat or get up, you fat. Ah, uh, twice didn't make him give them to me. So this week's show is all about this week's show is all about cookies. Yeah, that'd be the best. <laughs> These are soft sugar cookies with a solid edge around them. For yeah, crunch. the best. Um, <sighs> fuck, I'm definitely. It just tastes like one. butter and sugar. Yeah, with a little bit of flour to hold it all together. Um, just take take the bucket. Oh, uh, sorry, Mitch. I you threw it sprinkle. Mitch threw it into my gut. <laughs> the ripples went all the way this up to my throat. Straight up, just turned in <sighs> to a show about cookies. Anyways, <clears throat> video games. Video games. Um, haven't been playing a whole lot in the last week because that wasn't was new. Been playing uh, the hot new game League of Legends, but I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, League? <laughs> yeah, League. Anthony taught me how to play League today. I did. I I I guided Mitch through his very first match of League of Legends. How badly did he get destroyed? Uh, he lost pretty bad, but the other team was really bad too because you could tell it was like everyone's first game, but like. It was really hard for me not to just take the mouse away from Mitch. <laughs> Doesn't that mean that you were actually that much worse? That yeah. You got spanked by a bunch of other people who were new at the game. I don't know anything about this fucking game. I jumped in and didn't know how to play. You know, it's true. You didn't play stuff. the tutorial. Why wouldn't you do that? Oh, because I was just going to record Anthony teaching me on the fly. Yeah. Perhaps a mistake. Um, a miscalculation on both your parts. So, but I've been playing a middle manager of justice. How's that? It's actually really cool. Double Fine did a really good job with that. Like, why do you sound so surprised? Well, be, because um, it's there, free to play bullshit. There was that early build that came out, <laughs> and then you didn't hear anything about it. So I was wondering, like, what's up with it? What's up with it? And then one day, it just kind of snuck out. And uh, it is fun, and and it's like Tiny Tower in the sense that it is the free to play stuff, right? So you know, time versus convenience, of course, is the mechanic. But they don't lock you out with energy. Like it's like that's the number one thing, right? It's like energy is always a huge pain in the ass in like social games <clears throat> right with the microtransactions this one things are timed like when you send heroes into fight there's a timer that counts down from it and you can rush it with in-game money or like paid for money but you don't need to like the game goes by fast enough anyways i ended up spending five bucks on it because i wanted to give them money because they did such a good job like the animation not is, because you wanted things to happen faster well both <laughs> also that uh but the animation <laughs> the animation in the game is really adorable the art style is really fantastic it has a lot of the charming sort of writing that you would expect from double fine and uh 
I love it because it's like a mix of Kyrosoft management game, and uh, but with much better writing than any Kyrosoft game ever has, you know, and much better art. And I'm really just enjoying guiding these superheroes. Like, I think it's so funny too, right? Like, only they would make a game called Middle Manager of Justice. And you totally are a middle manager. Like, there's a middle manager in the office, and he has to do things like when he needs to motivate people, he gives them a speech on the breakdown of what the super acronym means. And why they're a superhero. I'm a little surprised that it took so long for that game to come out. Because I didn't they were know it talking existed about until it, it back in September. Wow, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did an interview with Tim Schaefer at Penny Arcade Expo, and they, he mentioned it then. Like, they, that's when they announced it. Oh, wow. So, more than three months ago. I was at that show. How did I? Okay. Yeah. How do you miss something at PAX? Gee, I don't know. It's like when I go to E3 and I'm like, holy shit, Nintendo announced a new console. <laughs> um,. But yeah, the game's really cool. It's free, right? So you weren't missing much. Why? Why not try it? It looks fun. Like watching you play that, it looks like you you level up really quickly. It seems really satisfying. And there's always too fast. Exactly. You pay. And there's always something to do. Like that's the part that hooks you, right? Right. Like, like when you were playing on the train over here, and you never once got fucked into like, oh, you can't play. You need to wait four minutes or whatever. You right. were always sending guys out. You were doing whatever you do in that game. I yeah. I mean, I think that uh, it has that same hook as Tiny Tower. You know, I I. I don't think it hasn't caught on the way that Tiny Tower was, but I think it it is a great first foray for them into mobile games. Like, I don't think they've made any other mobile games. So, um, definitely curious to see more. I want to try Connect Party, too, that they just put out for free, which is cool. So Only until, like, next week. Yeah, I so if, if you have any interest in that, you should just download it anyways, right? Even if you don't have a Connect yet, just because... Just grab it. It's free. So you can stumble find it. It's probably fun. And that basically is like an extension of uh, the game that they released a while ago, right? Happy Action Theater. Yeah. So it has a lot more of those. It's more like it's not really a game as much as it is like little playgrounds with specific rule sets. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, the only other game that I've played like a little, a little bit of is I played some more MechWarrior. But which yeah. one? I should play that. MechWarrior Tactics. Oh, no. I know you love the idea of tactics, but yes. no, I was playing Mechware online. God damn it, I don't care. Yeah. I, Mitch, I, did you ever play Battletech? No. The Genesis slash Super Nintendo game? Nope. Man. I also didn't play the Xbox game that is like this one. That Mech I'm, Assault is pretty awesome. That's the one. Mech Assault and Mech Assault Lone Wolf? Fucking awesome. <clears throat> uh, Battletech is a three-fourths overhead game that's kind of like the strike games. Yeah, like okay, the, yeah, the, yeah. the helicopter ones. Yeah, I love stuff. those ones. That game was awesome. Yeah. Man, you just reminded me. That game was incredible. Fuck, yeah. you're like flying around in the desert and like picking up the army dudes and bringing them back. Yeah, but Battletech was that, but in a mech. Oh, that yep. sounds awesome. I regret everything. <laughs> and there was a two-player mode where one person piloted and the other person was shooting. Oh, my God. Totally That's right. That. One person controlled just the upper torso. Oh, my God. And one person controlled the legs. There was a lot of gratuitous destruction in that game. It was pretty great. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um... Yeah, online, you know, if you're not big into the Stompy Mechs. That's fine. I mean, I'm I'm into the Stompy Mechs, but the idea that because Mech Warrior Tactics exists, I my interest in online is just depleted. Mech Warrior Tactics? Why am I drawing it, a blank on this? It's a, another it's game being published game. by the same one, but yes, it's going to be a Unity ba- engine based <clears throat> browser. Or like I don't think it's browser based. I think it's that like sounds it's, like one of the Armored Core games or something. And it's turn based, so it's like or no, not Armored Core. What were those fucking games? Front Mission. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, those games were ridiculously hard. They were from games, right? Yep. Am I not surprised? I think so. Anyway, 
Isn't Armored Core also from software? I believe so. Um, yeah. So yeah, just a little bit, little bit MechWarrior here and there. It's been kind of a slow week, you know. Um, did we talk about Space Team last time? Did we end up yes. doing that? Yeah, we, we did. Oh, about God. Fucking we played it again, team. and it was so fun. <laughs> we played it right before pl- watching The Hobbit. The next, it was way better than The Hobbit. The next thing I want to uh, really dive into that came out on iOS is Artemis is finally. It's out on iOS. I don't even know what you're talking about. Artemis is the spaceship, world. the spaceship bridge simulator game that was out on PC where you network six PCs together, and it makes a Star Trek Starship Bridge, where it's like one person is on tactical, one person's on navigation. Someone's and the captain just like belting between, on orders. Between matches, you play some flight simulator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's for hardcore nerds. But now that it's on iOS and it doesn't require nearly as big of an investment to like do a LAN party, basically, yeah. I'm curious about it. But now I have to gather six people together with iOS devices, which is... Yeah, that must be really hard which in is these hard times. Yeah. Who has an iOS device? Yeah, fuck off. Um, but yeah, uh, that's all I've been playing. We can talk a little bit about games that we are ashamed of, but I'm curious if you guys have been playing anything. I've played like no games since since my last visit here. Now you're fired. Yeah. Really? Nothing? Yeah. Like no, I have not played a single video game. I went to boot up Persona, and then instead read comic books. Yeah, I have a bunch of comic books sitting on my coffee table. I guess I should read those. What you reading? What do you got to read, Arthur? No, I didn't buy them. Like they just oh. sent them to me. Oh, oh! I saw I, you tweet about that. Like, if you like, I'm just getting like fucking millions of comic books from DC yes. for some reason. Why? Awesome. I have no like. What? Idea. What did you ask for? Nothing. At some point? I'll take them. If you're not gonna read There's them, like 20 comics them. on my desk Damn. or on my coffee table right like now. Like trades or single issues? Single issues. Okay. I mean, that's still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know how I got that. But if I gave them to you, it would make Phil really, really sad. Let's do that just to make Phil sad. No, because I need him to do things. Oh, that's true. I also played low Sp- morale. No good for the workplace. I also played Skylanders. You wouldn't. Know. I realized quite good. I've heard. I mean, it's 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 not super complicated. No, it's not. But it's fun. And the and like you said when you talked about it a while ago, the writing isn't that bad. Like no. it's like it's like a good solid little cartoon, basically. Yes. Cool. Yeah. With that's what I keep hearing. The about guy from Invader Zim basically doing Zim. He is Invader Zim. Yeah, totally. But it's a really cute, really cute little fun game. We're at the point, I think, now where there are more people who have heard of Invader Zim, courtesy of Hot Topic, than saw the cartoon originally. Oh, a hundred. Definitely. It's I like mean, The Nightmare Before Christmas. People just wear that shit because it's got a skull. Yeah. Is that a sensitive subject, Arthur? No, I just... Uh, you're I'm correct. tired of that shit. I... I uh, I'm not going to talk shit. People can wear what they want to wear and listen to what they want to listen to. It's cool. <laughs> You don't have to like him for it, though. I like, I like <laughs> no, I'm talking about anybody listening to anything. You just like, got off on a tangent there. Like, um, Arthur has thoughts. <laughs> Once or twice. Um, I don't know, Arthur, you've been playing anything exciting last week? Uh, well, I played a bunch of FTL, like some more FTL, to the point where I think I've hit the, like I was saying, I've hit the point where I understand like where that game breaks down, uh, which is just in... So many elements of that game are randomly generated uh, in order to be surprising or so that every playthrough is different, which is necessary for a roguelike. But there are not good enough filters in place or rules in place to make sure that it's always fair. Oh, yeah, that game's far from fair. Um, And I'm not just talking about, like, oh, well, I ran into a ship that totally destroyed me because I was in no way equipped, and there was no way I could be equipped to destroy it. It's more like, oh, so I just went through, like, most of the star system, but this star is just a little bit too far away 
from the last section of the stars for me to get to the exit. Like, so now I've got to go backwards through all these now occupied zones to get to the exit, which is basically a death sentence at that stage. Yeah. Um, and I like that game a lot. I think that the, there's a lot of really interesting tactical opportunities. Like when I first started, I thought beam weapons were trash and then getting the Zoltan. Cruiser. I don't think I've ever actually used a beam weapon. The the thing about them is like you draw the line of how they cut across the ship. Oh, and oh, for wow. for every I've never room, even seen one. Yeah, I don't for, think I've ever had a beam weapon. For every room they hit, they do more damage. Oh my god! Uh, and if the, their shields are down, they do more damage. So do they do like hole breaches and stuff. They can, but like, so let's say it's a beam weapon with a power of two, and they've got a level one shield up, like. So it cuts it, it goes the damage, down. The damage will be halved uh, because it went through a level of shield unless uh, you target the shield room first and it takes it out, in which case there won't be any more damage reduction for the rest of the shot. And you can get really tricky with aiming your beam in such a way that it cuts through like just the corners of rooms. So like you could... Make hit it so like five rooms like, or yeah. something. It's pretty. It's pretty common to be able to hit four or five rooms with that beam, which means eight to ten damage if their shields are down. This thing sounds super. Holy broken. shit! Eight to ten damage. I feel like yeah. it's impossible to lose it. I was gonna one. say because all I've I had like a, a triple because fire laser you, and I was like, cool, two if, damage if around. You <laughs> yeah. don't have some way to get their shields down, then you're fucked. Hmm. That beam. It's not like the lasers, which will do damage to their shield. And recharge fast so enough much. again to do some damage. Lasers are so good. The um, missiles are so useless. Like the the best, the most damage I was ever dealing was like lots of lasers, like two or three, like like laser, like burst lasers. Right. Um. So that stuff's all cool and it's fun to experiment with, and the ways that the different races affect your ship are interesting. Like especially the Zoltan, who provide power to any system they're next to. Yep. Um. But it just feels there's so much shit in there that will completely destroy like an hour or two hours of play out of nowhere that I'm I've hit my limit. You just warp into a fuck you zone and yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I've just gotten to the point where I don't like I've played so many hours of that game now, and I it's not like I wouldn't recommend buying it. Like I would, I think it's great. I just I now see the holes in it, and that makes it no longer fun for me. Are you going to keep playing it at all? Or are you know. just done? I haven't played it in a couple of days. Are you going to keep listening to that music? Nah, it's, I've heard. <laughs> I played. I've played about twenty hours of FTL. Like, and that's not going off Steam time. According to Steam time, I think I played like thirty. But I love the music in that game. But it's a good it's game good. to have, like, to be playing, sort of half paying attention to while the TV's on or something. Um, so I played a bunch of that, and I don't think I'll be playing anymore. And I mean, like I said, I got 20 hours about at least out of it, so it was definitely worth the $10 I spent. Yeah. But yeah. Eh, I'm sort of over it now. And then I uh, decided to catch up on Walking Dead. I did episodes 2 through 4. Now I'm, I might do episode 5 when I get home tonight. <sighs> yeah, it's the shortest of them all, I think. Yeah, it's it? like, yeah, it's like an hour and a half at the most. Yeah. Yeah, I could probably finish that tonight. And I, I don't like I was sort of vaguely alluding to this when we were we were walking over here. Like, I'm trying to figure out how much of my response to it has been dictated by the just enormous hyperbole for that game over the last six months. Because um, it's like the game that certain people will not shut up about. 
Sure. And obviously it's won a bunch of game of the year stuff. Um, and it sounds like, like all the hope that a lot of people had for a game like heavy rain is hope that (laughs) somehow transferred into the walking dead. And since it's not a bunch of French people doing awful American accents and it's not, (laughs) it's okay. It's all right. (laughs) It's not an overly complicated series of nonsensical murder mystery, twin peaks plot lines. It's actually fun. Origami killers. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jason. Uh, it's just not clicking with me as much as I I hoped that it would. Um, like I don't like many of the characters at all. Really? Yeah, like Kenny. I think I've just been waiting for Kenny to die. Are you uh, like nice to Kenny? Are you guys buds? Uh, I don't take his side all the time. Okay, he just bitches and moans. Yeah, about if you don't it. take sure. Kenny's side, all I don't take the Kenny's time, side. I don't. I don't take. And Kenny's I side don't take time. Kenny's side because he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, and at the moments where you think, oh, well, this is where I would have the most sympathy for you. Like I have that moment of sympathy, but then he just pisses it all away. Yeah. Like I, he's just not a very likable character. Um, and yeah, I, there's just like a lot of, there's a lot of characters doing things that it's never like really characterized very well as to why they would do those things. Like they do things that are not consistent or they act so inconsistently from one scene to the next and i guess that's based on your decisions yeah that's just like the that it's the diagram of like what emotional direction they take based on what it's you like said. dealing with a bunch of bipolar people <laughs> yeah yeah we're, in one scene kenny will be like lee i think you're right we're we're fuck good to fly fuck you you made yeah. a bad call it's like it, it's it's like every, it's like a therapy group after the apocalypse <laughs> without their meds and like that's not to make fun of people who need medication. I'm just saying that like it can be a little trying to deal with them at the end of the world. It is a bunch of sure. manic people. Um, so there's just like a lot of overblown, overblown melodrama, and I, I'm just not clicking with so many of these people. And the Clem and Lee relationship is done pretty well, but even Clementine is a pretty one-dimensional character. Like, okay, she's afraid all the time. She wants things. She says, "Oh, a whole yeah, lot." She's scared. I'm okay cool uh and there i mean there are good moments it's just i don't feel like it's holding together very well and nothing in that game has been as like quote shocking or visceral as the opening scene of the second episode really second one yeah yeah all right The, the chop yeah 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 that was pretty brutal there's a part of the final episode the end of episode three obviously or like yeah Halfway through episode three, I guess. Um, like that part is kind of intense, but I just feel like it pisses away most of the tension. There's a part in episode five I feel that is equally intense, and it's for the same reasons that the opening of two was. It's just that it's gross. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, so yeah, I don't know what it, and, and like, like academically speaking and critically speaking, I'm trying to figure out how much of this is just like expectations pushed super high by the word of mouth or if it's like a bit of a contrarian streak popping up in me that's like well no this game isn't as good as everyone says it is well the game is not nearly as good as well, anybody thinks no the, it is. the game itself the mechanical aspect of the walking dead is a fucking war crime like it is really bad yeah i mean uh i mean like heavy rain like is a better game to play it's because there's more interaction um, you actually have a role, and that—that's like I don't mind the the sort of minimization or minimization, the minimizing 
the minimizing minimal minimizing i don't ma- i don't mind the minimizing of so many mechanical elements as such because okay you're you're a interactive storybook sure cool i can get behind that um but it relies on twitch stuff too often it relies on aiming and finding these the area on the screen you need to click in a very short amount of time super often how about yep. every time you fire a bullet the frame rate goes like what yeah wait hang on uh, i never played it on and consoles so i don't really know like how much harder it is to like because you know i need the quick movement aim things with the mouse was pretty easy i'm not really having any issues with aiming or anything like that it's just like figuring out where they want you to click on the screen and the amount of time you have or trying to shoehorn in shooting mechanics into something that is clearly not designed for that Oh yeah, I uh, forgot about that part. The complete lack of a couple times inverting before. the x the the y axis on the controller is fucking unforgivable. Wait, it does that? You can't do that. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you meant like the game did it no, you all can't, of a sudden. You can't invert it. Well, it's because they realize that only monsters. Well, there are a lot of us out there. I was going to say, yeah, enough monsters that there's it's in every game, right? Yeah. Listen, I still look down on you people. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Everyone knows that you're wrong about everything. Everyone looks most things. Most people look down on you people, too. By you people, I mean gingers. Gingers, yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, and there are just parts where you'll get stuck, and then you'll have to watch (laughs) a bunch of a a cutscene again. Yeah. And then then fail, and then watch a bunch of that cutscene again, and then do it and fail. It's like Resident Evil 4. Kind of. Except you have less anima, like... It's just there. It, there are a lot of times where it feels like a bad series of quick time sequences. Yeah. See, all this is like, I enjoyed the story of The Walking Dead quite a bit, and yeah, it too. had like emotional impact on me at times. But I connected to those. The reason I could not vote for that as my game of the year was because of all the technical issues I had with it. Yeah. Like it's and gameplay parts, like where I was just like, ah, yeah. I, I just think from a game like as it's not even oh well it's not a game that doesn't bother me. It's that the game that's there is not good. The game that's there is bad. Like, it's comically bad at times. Um, and it's just wrapped around this story that has resonated so much with people that they're ignoring it. And, okay, that's fine that people are into that. It's just, when that stuff doesn't resonate with me as much as I'd like, it's harder for me to ignore all the significant mechanical problems that it has. And I don't care that it's doing something different, because I would at least like to see the things it's doing done well. So... But I have one more chapter. I'm going to play through it. Um, I don't know. And then, I don't know. I just, as someone who's read a bunch of The Walking Dead, like a lot of the story beats that seem like big shocks to some people are just like, oh, that's a Walking Dead story beat, all right. Yep. Sure. They I definitely hit upon, they definitely retread some comic book territory it's for like, sure. Oh, yeah, that's okay. I've seen that before. Cool. You'll, you'll see that multiple times in episode five. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Um, great. Uh, so now, now I don't know if I'm going to feel like a monster if I'm not properly engaged with these characters and I don't feel sad when it ends. If you don't feel sad when it ends, you're a fucking robot. I, I think it's hard not to feel sad a little, at least sad. I'll be surprised. Maybe You don't maybe. have to be like, oh, that was depressing and I connected so well with every single... Like, come on, man. When you get back, when you finish that and you come back here and if, if I hear you say like, oh, I wasn't like even people, emotionally affected. When episode so four came out, People were tweeting at Gary Widow going, oh, you fucking bastard. Like, about the end of it. Sure. And I'm like, really? Because that seems like a pretty well-tread plot element for zombie anything. Yeah. Like, for comics, for movies, for books, 
video games. Like, I mean, it seemed like to me like a an an inevitability, right? Sure. To me, I just assumed that's how things were going to shake out. Yeah. So I hoped it was not, but like that, it's it wasn't shocking to me. Like, it just it telegraphs stuff like that so often. See, I thought we were by the time that event happened, and we're trying not to spoil it. By the time that event occurred, I thought we were past the point where it could. So it it caught me off guard. I thought, okay, the moment where that could have happened, or it would I mean, have happened. I don't, by I'm, now. That surprises me only because it happened when it when it absolutely had to happen. Like as opposed, I get that. Like in a movie, it could happen a little later, I guess. But yeah, I guess knowing that there was only one episode left, I thought they would have done it sooner. The timetable involved would would indicate to me that they wouldn't be able to do that. Okay. Um. It got me. That's, Man, all, we, that's all I'm we saying. We talked around that so well. Yeah, I know. Not bad. <laughs> I'm really impressed with how good well we Good walking dead we talk with no spoilers. That, yeah. Picking words very carefully. Um, so yeah, I, I'll finish that. Uh, I'm, yeah, you I'm might gonna, as well. I mean, at this point, you're, you're very close. You're sure, yeah. And I mean, I, I think that... I don't know. Maybe people are impressed because of the, the magnitude of your decisions or something. I'm just... I'm not feeling it very much. I was surprised. I think people just haven't seen a relationship like that in a game before. The father-daughter thing? Yeah. Like, they don't connect to... Even if, like, you're not a parent, you can still connect to that and identify with, like, oh, man, like, this person cares about this person. That is not a thing that it really exists in games. Even in something like Mass Effect, where I give a shit about Garrus and I really care about what happens to... I would say Enslaved does that oh, kind of... Enslaved did that really well, too. Well yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the game no one played but she was less vulnerable like you didn't feel the need to protect her she was there she was at, she was very helpful whereas clementine i don't know when she reaches the logical conclusion of her her mission yes like the part where she breaks down is pretty that was intense yeah uh so i'm just at this point sort of looking at other stuff and wondering if i'm gonna play anything else before the years i know i feel like the one game i really want to catch up on besides spec ops that one's like a given is a sleeping dogs yes sleeping dogs i you know i haven't played very much past the part where i got a gun in that game there's there's no real part where you get a gun so much as you're like oh fuck i have a gun now and then you're out of bullets well i mean there's a mission where it gives you a gun oh yeah oh yeah like in the garage or whatever and they're like reenacting the crime no no after that okay but where the first mission mission where you have a gun where you can actually fail and die i don't remember that um fire Mm-hmm. Lots of fire yeah. and chase. Lots of fire. I, say, I, wanna, I, I just want to play it because I keep hearing good things it's, about it. And honestly, like really that is, it. I think that's the thing that I like the most about Sleeping Dogs for the like six or seven hours I played of it was that it was an open world game with a crime element, but where so much of the time is spent doing things other than shooting dudes. Yeah. So or when even, you finally do shoot shoot somebody, like it feels like it has more impact narratively speaking than it does in other games. Yeah. Because it's like this guy that's trying to toe the line between being a criminal and being a cop. And usually in games, that means you're just shooting a lot of bad people. And because they're, quote, Correct. bad people, <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if you rack them. up a thousand. Yeah, I mean, and the story kind of accounts for that just naturally. About like, dude, you're killing people. You can't fucking do that. You are a police officer. So now, that, that you up. can make it so they never walk again. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you... If Batman does it, you can do it. Man, yeah. like the shit you do to people in that game is is way harder to watch when you're doing things with your hands and feet than yes. it is when you're shooting people. It is, it, man, especially when you're practicing these things and you're doing 
the same thing to this one guy over and the, the, over yeah, again. Yeah, just breaking the student's arm like nine times in a row. Or like breaking his, his knee in sideways. Fuck, that is so insane because it like zooms in and goes a little bit slow motion. And there's like Ooh, the right, Maybe noise. I can't play this. There's the cracking noise and like everyone around you watching like goes. <laughs> they recoil. Yeah. I don't think I can play this. Yeah, it, it'll you make totally you cringe can. for sure. I, broken bones are like one of the things that really bothers me. You'll just like you'll hit the Y button and look away. God damn it. Yeah, I really want to. I've really been wanting to catch up with that. I'm really sad that that game failed because it's one of my it favorite fail. games this year. I thought it, it sold to Square's expectations, and they'll probably make another. I thought it sold a very much under. No, that you're thinking of Darksiders. Um, well, obviously, because it's I was uh, really Darksiders. I also never played Saints Row the Third. Really? No. Nope. Have you heard people talk a lot about Saints Row the Third? Yeah. In specifics. Mm. No, ignore specifics. Okay, if you haven't had a lot of specifics about Saints Row the Third, you might be okay. Yeah, that might be one to download to your laptop and take with you. Yeah, I've been wanting. I've just been wanting to delve into that. Take a controller. It seems really so. Oh yeah. When you get, you're gonna play on PC, I assume. Yeah. So when you get like halfway through, stop playing. We'll finish it co-op because I got halfway through it twice and didn't finish. Yeah, it just it always seemed. You know, I played some of the early builds of it, and I was like, it's silly, it's stupid, it's fun. You yeah. know, and that sounds rad. But in, in addition to that, like Saints Row the Third is good. It's a really good game. It's not just dumb and fun and goofy. It's it lost me. I think about a third of the way through. That's uh, a problem I commonly yeah. have with open world games, though. Where it's like I'll get but, like I mean, a third. There were a lot of really, really great, great moments before that. I was gonna say one, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't, don't. It, I can't. The problem for me is I heard so many people talk about the game so much, like in talk about specific parts of it that it spoiled a lot of the sort of surprise and fun of seeing that stuff and not knowing about it. The fact that I know how that game ends really upsets me. I don't know how it ends. But um, but yeah, that game is definitely worth checking out. I've been occasionally tempted to go back to Red Faction Guerrilla. Yes, I, yeah. I think about that like once a year. Me too. And just like looking at my shelf and saying, oh, I'd play Dead Space 2 again. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to play Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, I watched a video of Crisis 3 today. That game looks pretty cool. That game I, looks incredible. But yeah. I don't know where it takes place. New York City. New York, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Time-wise. Oh, it's after like Crisis 2. Like seven years, years yeah, or something? Seven so years. I guess I, did, I didn't play through Crisis 2. Oh, you should do that. But I played through half of like a, not gonna a quarter of it. But hold on. But the thing I'm wondering uh, is... Is this you saying game is bad? Yeah. We've, we've done are, Crisis 2 already. It's oh, fine. God. You are the wrongest person I know. on the planet. I enjoyed, I enjoyed what I played of it, but what I don't understand is that in Crisis 3, Prophet's there. So, so Prophet that was is, the hero too, right? No. Well, you become Prophet. Okay. Thanks for spoiling the ending of Crisis 2. I didn't. Well, in the it. very beginning of Crisis 2, you put on. It's like the very right, beginning. Right. Like you put on his suit. Yeah. Okay. So, Crisis 2 spoilers, everybody. <laughs> that game's out uh, for the, over a year. The AI in the suit is Prophet. Oh, okay. Prophet's mm-hmm. mind is basically absorbed by the suit. That okay. confused me because it was like you're the guy who shot his face off. Okay, um, see, this did this just the, threw- well. The only way that the suit would bond with a new person is if the previous host was dead, and that's the thing is that it's right symbiotic. Okay, parasitic. That's okay. That's cool. I see, I, that, that I didn't understand because Prophet was always one of my favorite characters in the first game. So that's cool. Because uh, he was Prophet the only and Psycho were both back in Crisis Three. Yeah, I saw that because that's the video I saw was Prophet and Psycho fighting, and I liked Psycho Jason from Statton Crisis Warheads to Crisis. Yes, because exactly that's why I like him because he's basically just. Jason well, you're Statton. thinking of Psycho. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pro- Prophet is the black guy, right? But I'm saying the video I watched today was Pro- you were playing as Prophet and you were fighting alongside Psycho. I mean, you find out during the course of Crisis Two that your character, that uh, Nomad, is that his name? Yeah. In the original game. The first game? No, no, not not him. The 
Fuck, the guy in the second game. Why can't I remember his name? Jesus Christ, we're talking about Crisis as if there's a fiction. Uh, there, there is. is. Uh, the protagonist of the second game, you basically find out that he's he's dead. Oh. Like, the guy that became is, Prophet? He is essentially dead. Maverick or whatever. Um, okay. I'm going to have to look it up. I, all this is, I find all this really I actually really like Regardless, the, the storyline of Crisis 2. I really like the sort of world that it builds and the, the fiction. Okay. I watched a video of three and it made me wish that I had better hardware on my PC. Because <laughs> it looked, it yeah, looked amazing. Get it? Alcatraz. Because it's a prison you can never escape. Uh, symbolism! <laughs> but, uh, th- no, but I just I was watching it today and I was watching this dude run through grass and, and turn invisible and hit water to make it splash so the enemies would see it. And I was just like, this shit looks... I mean, it's like the first time I saw Crisis again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, how Crisis is this 2 looks fucking incredible. It does, but I'm saying up. the first time I saw Crisis was like... <gasps> you know, Crisis was that that game that you know. I am years both ago. curious and terrified to see what Crisis Three looks like, like on 360 and PS3. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I sure it'll still look good. It just won't look. I, as far as I'm concerned, Crisis Two is the best looking console game. Like the frame rate suffers in spots, but it, from a pure from a pure technological lighting, like just animation and detail perspective, it is the best looking console game. Last of Us looks pretty good. Last, but Crisis Two is a much more is a much bigger game. Sure. Whereas The Last of Us, much like the Uncharted games, is you running down a tunnel. Yeah. These tunnels are pretty though. Mm. Really? I haven't seen enough of The Last of Us, honestly. Okay. I'm trying not. I'm trying. I'm trying not to expose myself. Yeah, to that VGA trailer was like the last time I'm gonna I, to see. But it, this game is like the thing that has like become my mo for almost every high profile game next year because I don't know what I'm reviewing. Ah, um, yeah. and I'm getting sick of, of like all this stuff being spoiled for me before so, I play the game. I know how Arthur feels too. Cause there's nothing worse than like when you go into a review and you're like, and they're like, all right, time to play the, f-, you're like time to play the first four hours, but you already did that at your preview yeah. event. Now you're playing the first four hours and you're just like, fuck it, man. I know everything already. Yeah. So, yep. and like the first five minutes of Bioshock, and fuck you! I don't want to see the first. Right. Exactly, I did you. not watch that. Yeah, I, yeah, no, thank you. I'm surprised neither of you had to and had to do a rewind theater on it. Uh, we didn't. We didn't. We because left that the to people Andrew that Charles. went and played the first four hours of Bioshock were the ones that had to do uh, that. Okay. So yeah, there's no way. I, like I even told people at work, I was like, I explicitly don't want to do anything to do with Bioshock. I one got, because I know someone on the team, but two because I, that's one game I want to go into blind. The best news I got ever with reviews came in today where they said, oh, your save data from the Devil May Cry preview build will carry over to the review build. Yes! Don't, have to, re- don't have to replay the first, you know, three hours of DMC. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, that's always good, like when I got three different builds of Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, and you had to restart? Jesus. No, I didn't. Oh. You replayed it on retail. Okay, okay. I did replay it on retail. You poor guy. I, I enjoyed it, but yeah, that was like, I was super pissed off because I got it like the Friday before launch and I'm like, oh, Okay, well, there's my fucking weekend. <laughs> um, and I had to write the review that same weekend. So, uh, so yeah, you should play Crisis too. I know. I started it. Play all the greatest hits of 2011. Yeah, Anthony. <laughs> At Crisis Two, I enjoyed what I played a lot. You hit on the same beats, and the and the 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 suit was a lot easier to I use. I would play through that game again in a heartbeat, but it keeps it kept crashing on my system. Yeah. I I've been like I've been it. wanting to upgrade to a new system, but I'm waiting until the new hardware, the like new consoles come out, and I can. Yeah. See. March or April is when Intel is debuting their new. Because when I do my next processor. system upgrade, it's not going to be like, 
I'm just going to replace one. No, I'm going to do You're going to build a whole new rig. Start yeah. from scratch, have Hopefully. the old one left over. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to so. be doing that at some point early next year. I'm just trying to decide if I'm waiting for the new cards or not. It sounds like uh, AMD has a new mobile architecture that, that they just released, updated the embargo on, uh, but I don't know if it's going to hit desktop until late, late next year. I just want something that's fast. <laughs> There's lots of fast cards out there. If you spend a lot of money on a video card, you should be good for a couple of years. But next year is like the first half of next year, and maybe even the entirety of next year is going to be a shitty time to buy a video card. Because of tech jumps in the following year? Like there was stuff in the Xbox 360's GPU that wasn't in consumer GPUs for 18 months. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Video game. Video and now game. that tech is in every <laughs> GPU. Um. So I don't know. I it the like also don't go for quad core. Go for more. Oh yeah. At yeah. this point, I'm gonna. I mean, my current processor that I have right now is a six core processor. You have an AMD. Yeah. Oh, but poor bastard. But yeah, it, and at the time it was the best AMD processor you could get. But that doesn't mean shit now. So. I mean, maybe that'll be better when the next gen comes around because my understanding is that it it is a lot of cores, like so, more than more than four. I thought your cat was about to leave me. I'd be interesting. I always assumed that I always for a while assumed the next generation processor would be quad core, like mm-hmm. a quad core one. What is it the now? Low, the low end I've heard is six. Uh, the current one's a dual core. It. Uh, the three sixty is a tri core tri- with multi threading, so okay. it's six hardware threads. See, but I always thought the next one was going to be a quad core. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I have a quad core processor that has eight hardware threads. See, and that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be closer to a lot of the i sevens and i fives that are out there. You know, but um, this many cores and twice that many threads. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Math. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Dragon's Dogma is one that I might crack open. Um, of course, I've got like a ton of PC games that I could play, I guess. My Steam library is depressing. I'm going to go back and play Advent Rising. That's my goal. From Do you, 2005. You don't have a, a, a press account, right? No, I don't. Advent Rising? I bet you there is a person in your office that could make that happen. Uh, Steve tried. Not Steve. Okay. It's Final Fan- Are we talking about Final Fantasy? Advent, no, Advent. There is a person in your office that is very close to someone at Valve. Yeah, I should probably talk to him. Yeah. Um, no, Advent Children is the. Or you could ask Andy Eddy. Andy Eddy also tried to hook me up with a press account. Wow. I know. That well, he said he was going to. I don't know if he ever actually sent the email. Maybe okay. that was the issue. We'll see. Anyway, Advent Rising is the chair entertainment game. Yeah. No. It was pre-chair. Was it people from chair? It was mustards. Oh god, that explains why Orson Scott Card Orson yep. Scott Card wrote that yes. shit. Is that also anti-gay? Um, or anti-liberals? You're gonna get the shit. Yeah, I it. think it's probably anti-liberal in a lot of ways. Fucking Advent Rising. Advent the game Rising. they were supposed to give away a million dollars right? from, and then For they the went. Trilogy? The Anthony company went no out of business. No, not familiar with this at all. It was supposed to be like this epic trilogy of it was games. Fucking awesome. Uh, and it wasn't. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of like third person halo with psychic powers that's what they tried anyway yeah and <laughs> i liked it didn't work what i played i want to go back and finish they were in there supposed to be like a million dollars to the first person who did something specific it may have been beaten in the game or something yeah um, something like that but the company went under before oh. they could award that then they formed chair they made undertow and they made something else the game that was so underwhelming that they gave it away <laughs> god undertow is so fun i liked that game 
It was 2D Battlefield. That was like still in the time where I was like, XBLA games, I don't really get it, but I love Geometry Wars. Yep. So... Assault Heroes seems pretty cool, I guess. Oh, we yeah. totally played Assault Heroes. I totally played through Assault Heroes. I also played some... There was some game that I thought looked like a Smash Brothers clone on XBLA. Do you guys remember oh, what I'm talking about? But um, it was Guns. Yeah, yeah. No, it was no, I Guns. That you fought as like a t- Samurai Tiger. And yes, exactly. What the fuck was it? Small Arms. Small Arms, yeah. I was like, oh, this looks like this oh, looks like Smash yeah. Bros. But then it was all gun-focused, and it wasn't like Smash Bros. at all. Sma- yeah, that game was terrible. Yes. Yes, it was. I played through a bunch of uh, Jetpack Refueled, which nobody played because nobody played Jetpack. And then the, they remade it, and it was super fun and hard. The first game I ever bought, actually, outside of uh, outside of Jump Tours that I really loved was Marvel Blast Ultra. Oh, yeah, you played a lot of that game. Like, yeah. It was cool. That game's still fun. I didn't love it, but it, I enjoyed it. I love that game. So It's been a good but very, very long console generation. Yeah, right? So, I mean, Marvel Blast Ultra almost feels like it was a previous generation. What was the first 360 game you guys played? Oblivion. Really? Well... That's what I bought my console for, but actually the first system. Yeah, well, like, I thought you got when it when you, when you bought Graw. it. Yeah, but the disc I bought with my console was Graw. Yeah, yeah. Well, is that what you put in first? Oh, yeah. That was me too. Yep, and I had my 360 on the carpet because all my systems previously, I was like, set it on the carpet, it doesn't matter. Burn my, my 360 hard locked and crashed, and I was like, <laughs> what's going the on? the power supply that turned red? Yeah. And I was oh. like, I don't understand what's going on. What is my, what's wrong with my console? Um, I went to the 360 launch event. So I don't remember what I played first. Yeah, probably like Condemned or maybe Perfect Dark. I think it might have been Full Auto, actually. Oh my god, I forgot that was a real game. Oh man, that it crashed like every thirty seconds. Oh my god. Like it hard locked the system. <laughs> uh, god, I hope those days are past when we get a new console generation. Uh, there are a lot of things that converged to make this generation of consoles have problems. Yeah, um, that I don't think will be. Hopefully, they got sorted out. Yeah. I mean, they know how to design around like lead-free solder. Yeah. So that's a big step in the right direction. Um, Just put lead in everything. Fuck it. They used to. That's, that's why stuff doesn't last as long now. Like, heat is way harder on that shit. Um, the game that that I was the games that I was most into when they, when it launched were Condemned and Call of Duty 2. Condemned, in my opinion, is still one of the best Xbox games. I still need to play it. That's on Steam now. Maybe I'll do it on PC. I mean, it's it's very clearly like a launch title visually sure, yeah, at this yeah. point but that game is still scarier than most 360 games that i've played condemned 2 is pretty good condemned 2 was also pretty good but the first one just at the time i was like dude i've never played a game that made me feel like first like i am a human being in a first person yeah. as well and as terrified that one of everything that's happening yes there were parts of that game i was like well that game goes silent hill in a couple of spots it does yeah at first you're playing like all right i'm fighting crazy drugged up like I'm, homeless I'm people homeless people and then I, all of a sudden and then all of a sudden you're like oh it just turned into a horror movie and i'm fucked so and then it goes completely off the rails at the end yeah you, <laughs> condemned 2 did that as well it did now condemned 2 starts off the rails and goes into fucking outer space by the end <laughs> mostly uh, true yeah there's a fucking bear chase scene <sighs> Yes, Arthur. It was so awesome. Oh, man, the bear. Are you really down on the bear? No, I'm not down okay, on the bear. Okay, okay. You sound like you were disappointed. No, I'm just Beep. reminiscing about the bear. She doesn't want you to touch her belly anymore. Just stop. I'm just... That was a good year for games. Yeah. 2008. Now that I'm like cycling through old games on my mind, I'm only thinking of like shit that stands out in my brain, whether it's good or bad. Like I bought Gears and it blew me away, but I also I played through Alone in the Dark. I never played that. Never because of... I'm not gonna. I wouldn't make fun of you for that. I played through and enjoyed the hell out of Dark Sector. 
Hey, I'm but, not so I did not enjoy that game, but I'm also not saying I enjoyed Alone in the Dark. I played through it because I was just like, I need to play through this, and it's a fucking experience, man. It's like a really terrible version of Alan Wake. <laughs> Two years before Alan Wake, yep. no less. Uh, but that year was like Mirror's Edge came out that year, oh, God, and yes. Dead Space came out that year, and Fallout Three came out that year, and Left God. 4 Dead came out that year. God damn. What a good year. Yeah, right? 2008 was a good fucking 2008 year. 2008 was, we were like, is this the next 1998 best year ever? And we were like, well, for this generation, like, this is the first time I we mean, can say that. Granted, it also had uh, Ninja Gaiden 2, which is a pretty big disappointment, but. I mean, it was still good. It had Metal Gear Solid 4, which a lot of people liked. Grand I Theft Auto 4. Love it. GTA Braid, 4. Braid came out that year. Yeah. I never played Braid. Really? Yeah. Wow. The buzz on it, I think, was just like, all right. I, all right. I now never, that everyone hates it and they're like, oh, that pretentious bullshit I like, you should play it. You'd probably enjoy it. I never played more than an hour and a half of Metal Gear Solid 4. Man, I love that game so Which much. Which means I played, I played about 15 minutes. Yeah. Four acts of that game. Remember when you had to install each act for half an hour? Yes. Technology. I yeah. I played that game in two settings. And it was only two settings because I was like, man, I should get some lunch. Did wow. you pee? I peed multiple times. Was it into a cup? It was. Into a catheter. Ugh. God, Mitch, you said that with too much <laughs> conviction. You gross pig. Splinter Cell Conviction was pretty good, too. Oh. I really like Splinter Cell Conviction. Really? Uh, you're like a really hardcore Splinter Cell guy, though. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't mean that I like every Splinter Cell game. Sure, like, I mean... Pandora Tomorrow is fine. Double Agent was doesn't not count. good. It does count. Okay. Unfortunately, it does count. As someone who never gave a shit about Splinter Cell... Conviction was the one that was like, oh, I'm on board now. And then I went back I to like Chaos it. Theory and I was like, oh, okay, now that I have the patience for this, I kind of get it. Chaos Theory is excellent. People Chaos Theory it. is excellent. Conviction was really, really, really good. Um, so. Conviction is one of my favorite Double games. Double Agent had some really great moments, like when you're when you're climbing on the outside of the Chinese skyscraper and the fucking fireworks are going off. That was cool. Like, there were some really cool moments in that game, but goddamn, it was a technical mess. Like, when you went out, anytime you were outside in daylight, that game was a mess. Or sneaking around your own fucking base. Well, there was justification for that. Oh, it was just so annoying. Because you'd be sneaking, and it was like, what are you doing, Sam? And then you'd have to do it again. Even though you didn't really fail. They were just aware now. Did you, you never played Skyrim, did you? Nope. That's a little surprising. Still playing on it. Haven't gotten around to it yet. Probably do that now. Maybe I'll go back someday. And really give that a fair shake. You you could do it now and just. I could. I'm going home for two weeks. I'm not bringing I, my fucking I, computer. Fuck that. I'm talking to him. Okay. Anthony, you should you should do that. No time like the present. You should tip forward in Skyrim. <sighs> not well, only that, but you could make an article of it and say making Skyrim next gen for IGN PC. That'll be my whole break. Yeah. There are so many mods for that game that make it look fucking insane. There are, and they're all just so easy because it has Steamworks. So. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot that was a thing we can do now. And the Marketplace, right? Marketplace yeah, but the Steamworks stuff just makes it so easy because you install the mod right click, there click, from click. within the game menu. Yeah, there's no more like, go to the website and figure out where, what folder. Oh, uh, I thought that you uh, did uh, still have to do that. Uh, maybe I'm <laughs> I'm wrong. pretty sure it auto-installs. Yeah, I'm, so I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying I was mistaken, maybe. Hmm. The biggest game on Xbox 360 of this of 2012 was Minecraft. In, in terms of success? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. not really surprising. Yeah, the game continues to do really well. The level of its success is surprising, but that it is the most successful doesn't the really The Trials DLC came out, didn't it? Yep. Yep. Masters of Doom Pain or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> I think I just that, combined that could, two of the DLCs together. That like, could be uh, 
a name for Trials DLC. Yeah. With a really horrible I've been meaning to dive back more into that game, too. I played a lot of the user-generated levels. A lot of them are pretty fucking good. They're pretty so. impressive, what yeah. they can do with that shit. I think I had burned out by the time I would have cared to play any of the... Did you play <laughs> Fez? Uh, I only played the first hour. Fuck! Oh, that makes me sad. That game is really good. Yes. Yeah, also, mean, do we agree on something? It's on sale, too. For yeah, like it's five, five bucks. bucks for today, like right now as this is recording. Oh, well, too bad if you're hearing this. You missed <laughs> out, bitch! <laughs> you also missed out on $5 Mark of the Ninja. I mean, $10 for Fez is a pretty good fucking, fucking deal. Fucking buy it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Highest game I reviewed this year. I'm trying wise. to think if there's anything else that I that I need to play from this year. Gotta get to Mutant Blobs. That's about I, it. Like I, I played Persona. some of Mark of the Ninja, not much. Hey, you just finished. I mean, it kind of peters out. It, it, it overstayed its welcome for me. But have you I played s- Don't Starve? Not yet. I have not. That's another one I've been meaning to play. Is that game out or still in beta? There's I don't really. A beta. Okay, I don't understand how that shit works. It doesn't. They're selling it as a fifteen dollars game, but it's a beta, and the game is coming out next year. That's becoming like a big pet peeve of mine. I really for hate PC that. games is that people are selling games they call beta. Yeah, like they're you're selling your game that you're not done yet. Like yeah. you're not all fucking Minecraft. Cut it out. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder to know when PC games are out. Like MechWarriors, you can spend one hundred twenty dollars on. Dude, a, I think if you can fucking spend me. money on a video game, it is out. You can review it. That's generally my thinking, but uh, I mean, so many of these things come out and they're they're they say beta, like they actively say, "Well, we're not done." Oh, yeah, see, that's such horseshit. Like, if if people who are reading our websites or listening to this podcast come to the website and like, "Well, I wonder, should I play this game? Should I spend money on it?" And we're like, "Oh, sorry, it's beta. We can't tell you." Like, yeah, you can still give an impression without a scored thing, right? Like, I don't know if you don't want anybody to read it. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's a. The beta thing is such a fucking bullshit security blanket right now, and I think it's only going to get worse next year. We'll see. I mean, it's it's something that's always up for debate, and we have, obviously, working in PC stuff, we have constant dis- discussions about, right? Because it's like Dota, Dota 2, for in instance. Tournaments. We should be able to review Dota, Dota 2, for instance, is, is considered a beta, but you can spend $30 on it to get in right yeah. now on Steam. So What's that game going to cost when it comes out? You know, it has 250,000 concurrent players on, on today. To, that, yeah, game's, like, that game's out. So, yeah. Okay. Um, let's take a break. Okay. We'll come back and do your letters. Hey guys. Hey. Hey. Have you heard about this thing called Audible? I actually legitimately buy all of my books through Audible. I know. I've had to sit in your car and listen to a bunch of them. Yeah, it's where I get all my Star Wars audiobooks. Uh, for those unaware, Audible is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. In this case, mostly people reading books to you because you are, you know, I mean, sometimes you're driving. Want to read? Yeah. Why don't you just hold a book in your hand while you're driving? <laughs> because that would be unsafe. So Audible enables me to be a safe driver. <laughs> 
Uh, content from Audible is downloaded and played back on personal computers, CDs, or iPods, or whatever MP3 player you have. Probably your phone, I think, at this point. Yeah, totally. That's um, why I listen to most of my stuff. Does anybody own a, a dedicated MP3 player anymore? I do, but I can't tell you the last time I turned it on. But it is full of Audible books. Uh, Audible offers over 100,000 hours of audio programs from 270 content partners. Uh, you are listening to a specific audiobook right now from Audible, right? I am. I'm listening to Star Wars Darth Bane Path to Destruction. Wow. Yeah, it's a great series. And there's all three books that are available on Audible, and they're all unabridged. Audible will not promise that you'll ever not be single. <laughs> Whereas I would recommend Neuromancer by William Gibson, which is available on audiblepodcast.com slash rebelfm. If you sign up for a free trial today, you will get a free audiobook download. I guess, Mitch, this would also apply to you because it's good in the U.S. and Canada. I live here now. I live in America. Yeah, but, but yeah, if I was at home, I could, I could claim But this. you could go back to Canada at any minute. I used to not be able to do that, but now I can. When I go home for Christmas, I'll do that. I would highly advise, I don't know much about the, st- the Star Wars. Sure, there, there's a lot of great books, though. I've, that's where I've listened to all my Stephen King audiobooks as yeah, well. So I think that if you're listening to this podcast, Neuromancer is a book that should be on your list. Totally. So, oh my God. So you should download that and listen to it. Uh, and again, you can find that at audiblepodcast.com slash rebelfm. Oh, man, our first letter comes from uh, Damon. You mean the first letter you saw fit to read? Yeah. You deleted like 100. This guy's name is Damon Van Vuren. Van Vuren. Like, that's an intense name. That can't be real. Um, But anyways, Damon writes in and he says, I've heard this heaps recently, but what does it mean when someone says a game is a roguelike? Uh, I also had to look that up originally. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong because you looked it up, but it's a game where you are going through dungeons that are randomly generated, uh, to find randomly generated loot and randomly placed monsters. And if you die once, then you start over again. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's, correct. yeah, it's, I mean, it's called a roguelike I, I because the, it is like the, rogue. Yeah. Rogue is the name of, of the game in question that the other ones resemble FTL. I, I roguelike has become like the new RPG element to put in games yeah like ftl is a roguelike in space yep um let's... dark souls is roguelike ish <laughs> so <laughs> i hate that term regular writer zombie you also roguelike regular yeah. letter writer julian right wrote to us he always writes in okay julian um, yeah he has a really intense name it's awesome read it what is it julian gaston puget that's french as fuck yeah he always he always writes he also always signs his letters from the offices of Captain Awesome. Okay, no, I've I've gotten emails at IGN from him. Um, now it's ringing a bell. So he says, "Here's some quick fire questions," and I feel like a lot of these are there. You'll probably have an opinion about what feature must be in next generation consoles for them to succeed. I don't care. I care about the games more than anything. I what guess feature like or he says, "What feature? How about this one? What features will be upgraded from current consoles?" <laughs> everything i mean are we talking about just like basic yeah let's like talk hardware free to play would be nice meta like just stuff the permi- permissibility oh, well, of free to play free to play will have a will have a major presence uh, presence yeah on yeah. next generation consoles that's the big thing for me is i would i would like to be able to play a bunch of cool free to play shit that is on steam on my 362 yeah that's not going to be a problem okay uh so free to play is a big one i I personally think, and I think Pactor has said this before as well, that Sony is going to start charging for online next next generation. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, after they've seen how much money up. Xbox Live yeah. has made, it's yes. just, it is literally leaving money on the table. They're um, just going to roll that into PlayStation Plus. Yeah, they'll do something to try to sweeten the pot a little bit. Yeah, and it sounds like Microsoft is starting to do a little bit of that. Like, there's gold exclusive discounts, and yeah. they're doing special things for gold members. But I think the Fez Mark of the Ninja discount was gold only. Um, for example. So, I, I mean, I, I would expect that, which I'm sure is not something most people want to hear, but I expect that Sony will charge for online next generation and hopefully justify it by making a much better system. Yeah. You got six years of free PlayStation Online, just deal with it. Well, not only that, but maybe this will make Sony more solvent, right? Sure. Like, <laughs> if you want Sony to be around, pay for their shit. Yeah. Um, what features will be left out from this generation in next gen? Backward compatibility. I bet you the thing that probably, I mean, I would hope... Like, I would be surprised if the PlayStation Move stuff continued into the next PlayStation. It will. You think so? Yep, so we'll connect. Connect, connect I know. Connect absolutely will, yeah. Connect absolutely will, but I wasn't sure about PlayStation Move stuff. Uh, Sony, from a mindshare perspective, can't afford to leave motion gaming on the table. Wonderbook um, will be, like, a next-gen launch title, and they'll make it into something. It could be. I mean, the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that, like, day one, Connect will be a better thing on the next Xbox yes. than it could be on this, just for a... a variety of practical reasons do you think connect will work on the next console or do you think that you will need like a connect 2.0 because there are so many connects out there right now that i feel like they are going to have to at least give those people a chance to break in with the new console i mean i think that it could be the one that's out there already i've heard rumors that the ones that they release for it will be the windows version yeah because it has the close-up face stuff but yes like connect as it is now is severely limited by something as simple as usb bandwidth Hmm. um like there's only so much data it can transfer over its connection because USB bandwidth has to be reserved for uh, controllers and whatever else and like memory and if you're using a wireless adapter for that. So there's only so much that they can use um, and processing power, like sheer processing power uh, will allow Connect to do more. Like, it can run in double the resolution that it does on the Xbox. Right, which current resolution is not that great. No, yeah, it's, it's 320 it's, by 240. Um, so next, 640 by 480? Like, yeah, that's its maximum resolution is 640 by 480, which it, it can run at on PC, but it cannot on 360. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and I, I don't think that the Kinect has to be bad, right? I think there are good applications for it. Sure, I mean, like, all the Double Fine stuff people seem to love. Dan Central's really good. People liked Gunstringer. Yeah. Um, as far as features, uh, like backwards compatibility, I think will be in the next Xbox, at least at first. I think you're crazy. Discs? XBLA? Absolutely. Like, I think all I, of my XBLA I think stuff. The will Xbox carry 360 over. games will be playable on the first couple iterations of the new Xbox. Mm. I think that they I have learned that. that lesson from Sony, where it's a good thing for early adopters and eventually people don't care. I mean, look what they did with 360, right? They had, they were like, it's kind of backward compatible, but not really. It's as backwards compatibility compatible as it could be. Okay. I just don't know if they're going to bother to invest that much. Uh, Unless, so you know that Microsoft document that was floating around? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. And they are fully aware of, like, the, the necessity of backwards compatibility for early adopters. Okay. And it... I mean, say what you want about 360 backwards compatibility, but the game that absolutely needed to work on day one worked. Which was that? Halo. Oh, Halo. Yeah. Halo and Halo 2. I mean, people were playing Halo 2 on 360s for a year. <laughs> until the point that they literally could not shut it down. Well, I mean, there were some people that stuck with it for that long, yeah. But I mean, until Gears came out, Halo 2 was the online killer yeah. app for 360. Sure. Um, 
So I don't. I think for PS3, it is virtually assured that it will not have backwards compatibility. Why is that? Because it's completely different architecture. They're going to do what they're doing now, with which is uh, release shit on PSN, like PS. But, but you feel that the 360 architecture will be similar enough that it will be able to uh, the 360 emulate. Is constructed similarly enough to a PC for yeah. it to be a feasible thing. That's a good point. And it will be so many orders of magnitude more powerful than the 360 that it can brute force what it needs to Ooh, in nice. most cases. But even Being on by a cat. hardware comp- <laughs> backwards compatible, on the backwards compatible hardware wise uh, PS3s, there were a few games that didn't work. Um, but I don't know. Uh, live streaming seems to be something that people are getting into, and it's and maybe they're paying attention to that. Someone sent us an email at work and said they would love to be able to capture games on the spot, like to just hit a button, like hit there your dashboard so button and record. Yeah, at this point, there's a bunch of companies making solutions for it too, yeah. though. I mean, we're kind of seeing that stuff. Even in the that theater. tech has gotten cheaper at this point. Like too. the thing is, the like a system could dump its frame buffer directly to a hard drive. Sure. Um, but it would just take a really, really fast hard drive yeah. or a lot of processing power or a huge hard drive to compress it. Yeah. Do you think maybe um, the solution is what Halo and Call of Duty already do, which is just record clips. it and you can go back? And that I mean, would be how you capture your shit, like with single player. Halo records positional data. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't actually record it. Right, video. it's not like a video you can rewind. But you I, can, I don't think that that's what people want. I think they want the ability to live stream their shit. Yeah, it already takes so fucking long to just like upload something to YouTube from dirt. Yeah, we're away, we're ways off from that. I would say still. I don't know. We'll see. So Jordan writes in one Jordan Rodkey is a huge fan. I've talked to this kid before. He loves our show. Okay. He says. One of my absolute favorites of the year, because remember we asked for favorite games? Yes. He says it's Spelunky, which is pretty unique from most people that wrote in. That's another roguelike. Uh, he says, yes, he yeah. says it's roguelike aspects and concrete mechanics can be coming back every day since purchase for at least 10 to 20 minutes. It's also ruined my attention span for games. And I know that uh, Peter Eichemans, who used to work at IGN, that was also a game he fucking adored. He's 100% in it and still can't stop playing it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Which like, is totally bizarre to me because I don't really care for that game at all. I played it and I was like, yes, this is hard, challenging, and interesting. But yeah. like, yeah, it just like never hooked me. Like Sam Claiborne at IGM was another person who got super into that. Yeah, but he Sam was obsessed over that. But program. Sam also like classic arcade games. Like he can play something like Donkey Kong for hours on end, right? And Spunky has that same sort of thing where it's like, right. can you get to the fucking end? And I don't know. Um, let's see. You can do it. So what? Email looks hard. Sean Bird writes in and says, Is there such a thing as second person shooter? My friend and I had a discussion. I told him I had no idea. I don't think so. Well, like second person writing is like me telling you will enjoy this. You will experience this. Like that's second person. Right. I think he's I don't just know asking because it's always you first could, and third right, person. Right. Right. I just don't know how you could like, I can't wrap my head around what that would even be. Neither Charles could I. Strauss writes that way sometimes. Um, so the other, his other question completely out of left field is do you think someone could remake Friday the 13th the one for NES <laughs> I played the shit out of that game this I did too and it was terrible it was awful. To the, the, the bomb cast it was like faster to jump than to walk um, he there's says, a way to sequence break that game apparently and beat it in like three minutes oh really he yeah. says I think it would be cool to make it side scrolling still and do it like the way Deadlight was done what are your thoughts and yes I totally used to play that game and it was because like just like Fester's Quest I played the shit out of that it's because I didn't know they were terrible because it was yeah. all I had. My parents yep. bought those, and so I was like, this is what I have. You, my brother loved man, Friday the 13th. Fester's Quest. God, I figured out how to play Stumble it. into the house, and Jason is there like throwing shit at you. Exactly, and you're oh, just like, God. rock, rock, rock. 
Get yeah. the vice grips. Yep. Oh my god. They're like the one black camper, the one girl camper. You know and like what? I never even dudes. played uh, Fester's Quest. I just read about it in Nintendo Power. Yeah. Poor one. I don't even know why my parents bought that. Probably because it was like a known quantity to them, right? Like they grew up with Adam's family. Sure, and that was before the Adam's family movie. Yeah. Um, I think. Oh. That's not the letter I meant to open. Um, You're really struggling with that Gmail. Well, it's because normally I have my iPad and it's much more fluid. Anyways, Ben writes in and he says, I just noticed Assassin's Creed 3, the Hidden Secrets Pack DLC, is only 2.8 megabytes. Are we dealing with on this DLC? The description states extra three missions for an additional hour of gameplay. I find it hard to believe that that much content could be on 2.8 megabytes. Probably. Wait, Probably. what is this for, XCOM? AC3. AC3. Oh. I don't know. I don't even look at that. If it's 2.8 megabytes, there's a good chance it's on the disc already. Yep. Yeah, that sounds like an unlock code. He didn't extend an attitude about that. He's just curious. Um, how, how do you guys feel about that? Because everyone freaks out about on really DLC, care. and I don't care. I don't really care either. Okay. I mean, I, I understand I the understand. financial reasons for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, if you guys want to get, like, really into the shit, the reason that, that stuff exists is because people are mad enough that they pay $60 for at retail for a game and don't want to pay more. Sure. Um, I think about that every now and again. The games are cheaper than they've ever been, like, when adjusted for inflation. Yeah, like I mean, we just looked at We just looked at... No, but it's true. We just looked at an ad the other day. I don't know if you saw that it was, like, from NeoGAF. Like an old Toys R Us ad. Exactly, and it was a circular, and it was... And it was if a, there were any Super Nintendo games in that in there, they were like 60 and This was in 64 and PS1 days, and all the games were fifty nine ninety nine of those dollars. Used to cost me $70. These games were also more Like the Canada. N64 games could be 80 or 90 or Exactly, when I got Shadows of the Empire, it was a $90 game. My friends... Of those parents, dollars. My friend's parents paid 100 bucks for him to get GoldenEye. Yeah. $100. Me and my friends put in all of our money to get Perfect Dark because it was $85. I think with inflation, that would be like 140 or 150 now. That's fucking Australia money right now. Like, yeah. They pay 100 bucks for whatever they pay for. Um, Manny writes in and he says, I want to know, should I be excited for Space Hulk? What do you think of the recently announced Space Hulk for game for PC, Mac, and iOS? I'm not familiar with the board game. Do you think it will translate well to a game? like a video game, and it does this sound like what you would want from an adaptation of it. So I never played Space Hulk. I know fuck all about Space Hulk. I mean, all Space Hulk is heavily based off All Italian. Space Hulk is, is it's Warhammer 40k, except it takes place on one spaceship. All the maps okay. and everything are giant spaceships. So there's there's Space Hulks, right? In the Warhammer lore, they're supposed to be just big spaceships floating out there that have been abandoned. And they're basically, because everything in Warhammer is ridiculous, like absurd, they're like city-sized spaceships. So they're they're hulks, right? I mean, and that's why it's called Space Hulk because it's like you can have a city style battle but still be in a spaceship, right? So, I would say if you're a turn based strategy fan, there's probably cause to be excited because the way I've heard the game described sounds a lot like the turn based portable Warhammer 40k game Red Links did uh, for for PSP and squad DS back command? in the day. Is that what that was called? Yeah, Warhammer 40k Squad Command. So I would say, yeah, if you want a turn based game like this, sounds cool. You know, it will be, you know, it depends how you feel also about things like action points, which it's definitely going to have, I yeah. believe. So it, it, that game will probably function, you know, identically to Warhammer 40K. Yeah. And I think that that sounds cool, right? I don't think you need to know Space Hulk because the whole Space Hulk stuff doesn't really matter. I think the only thing with Space Hulk is that it involved like really small units instead of big armies. Like it was more about like the five dudes you have rather than the 50 dudes. It's interesting to me that they're not calling it like at least now they're not calling it space warhammer Marine. 40k space hulk 
Well, not even Space Marine because that's like that's THQ's jam. Um, but the fact that Warhammer oh, they 40K may not have is not the rights. Name. Yeah, well, I think the thing for yeah. me is that they're calling it Space Hulk. It's a Games Workshop license thing. Yes, but so I mean, and they own the it's name, Mac not PC THQ. iOS, so it's not. There's probably being developed for relatively cheap. Sure, and I bet you, even with a name like Space Hulk, it's going to kill it in Europe, and that's probably all they need. Good point. So also, that trailer was really low rent. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like totally. some developer. It's, I've it's a really terrible trailer. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, okay. Nicholas writes in, and he says, I was wondering what your thoughts are concerning the technical performance of next-gen consoles, which we don't all know, but Arthur has a lot to talk, the speculation, and some knowledge. Uh, any chances we'll see things like 1080p, 60fps, with all the bells and whistles of AAA games, like that we consider now? And also, is Crisis 3 running on a high-end PC a good example of what we can expect in the next-gen? Uh, I mean, interviews came out today with Savat Early saying that he felt that Crisis 3 would be at the top of the heap for next gen for at least a couple of years. So, I mean, there's that and there's watchdogs and there's star Wars 1313 and there's Agnes philosophy. Um, all of which are pretty far along, like as, as far as pieces of development go. Um, I don't expect 1080p 60 because the 60 frames per second to most people doesn't matter. Um, and honestly, I think that a lot of people see 60 frames a second and think it looks worse. Yeah, it uh, depends on the game, right? Like, I remember like when Arthur and Sai... designed around it, but... Yeah, when Arthur and I saw Gears running at, like, way high frame rate one time, like, on PCs, we were like... Wh- I was like, I asked Arthur, I was like, what's wrong with that? Like, I don't understand why... why <laughs> what's, what's wrong with it? So, and I think people this week are actually understanding, finally, what I meant by that, because a lot of people are seeing The Hobbit in 48 hertz. Oh, it was, it was I'm, I, 48 frames shit in the house. As soon as it started, I was like, huh? <laughs> Something's wrong. Something was wrong because everyone's this moving like at double fucking speed. A, a local theater production of The Hobbit. And I don't mean double speed because the frame rate is doubled. I mean because they fucking speed it up, too. Yeah, it looked like it looked like I was watching History Channel recreation of The Hobbit. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I think that frame rates, like certain frame rates lend themselves to a sense of and perception of scale based on how we see things. Uh, and 60 frames per second just fucks with that sense of perception. Um, and there are technical and mechanical reasons to do it, but I mean, even Insomniac, like this generation who tried to make sure that every ratchet game was 60 frames a second, eventually said, look, like we understand now that no one gives a shit about 60 frames per second, except for this very small, but very vocal minority of people. Uh, and most players would rather see much more complicated effects going on at 30 frames a second. Yep. Um, yeah. Just like Need for Speed Most Wanted is a 30 frames per second game instead of 60 like Burnout. Yeah. I mean, games that lock around 30 and look amazing. Sure. I don't. Have it's not even something I think about when I'm playing something. What is the frame rate? Yeah. Um, as far as 1080p, I think that I, I'm... I'm honestly not really sure. I think that there will be games that go for it. I think some games might scale down to 720. What do we scale down to now? 640? Uh, God, there are games that run at way less than that. Oh, yeah, there are games that run at like 540. Um, 540, 600, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, there are games that run at 720p. Like Halo 4 is the first Halo to run at native 720p. So pretty. It's really pretty. Oh, really? I thought there were other Halos. I thought... Nope, no, 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 no. Like, Halo games are the ones that are, like, notoriously low. And because people thing, freak the fuck out the first time a Halo game was 540 and, instead of 720. And the explanation for why makes sense to me, and 
it's because they basically rendered each scene twice for the their implementation of high dynamic range and their lighting. And that's been scaled back in every Halo since 3. Like, which is why the lighting, the HDR in Reach wasn't quite as dynamic as it was in Halo 3. Uh, mm-hmm. And why the HDR in Halo 4 is considerably less dynamic than it was in, in Halo mm-hmm. 3. Um, I, I think that there there is a possibility for 1080p. Um, I think that uh, developers will sort of see where they can balance between performance and, and visual quality. You might see a lot of dynamic resolution scaling, like Rage uses. Like when shit gets too crazy in Rage, the the resolution of what's happening redu- is reduced, yeah, uh, so that hmm. it can keep its frame rate. Yeah, Rage wow. has definitely gotten optimized a lot. I was playing it the other day, and it's very pretty at certain parts. Um, Mega textures. Brian writes in and says, uh, "This is for Rebel FM, but mostly Arthur." Oh, he says, "No, no, it's not bad. It's not bad." <laughs> He says, what, he says, what keeps God of War from getting the kind of hardcore action affection that Ninja Gaiden and Devil May Cry seem for, to get from their fans? They both have fan bases that are obsessive about high scores and replays, but, I, and I've, always, but I've always preferred the God of War series, and I'm surprised it doesn't get the same kind of fandom. Because God of War is not challenging. I think, yeah, Mitch could probably respond to this as well. I don't, the, the combat system in God of War is not as refined as it is in Ninja Gaiden. The, the enemies are there to be destroyed yeah. in as violent a means as possible. Whereas Which in Ninja can be Gaiden, very satisfying. Sure. In Ninja Gaiden, I would say that it's more that they're there to be overcome. Like, they're there to challenge you, uh, to make you feel a sense of satisfaction. Yeah, I mean, the average soldier, like, skeleton soldier dude that you fight in a God of War game is there to for you to test out your Square, might. square, triangle, he fucking explodes. Exactly, whereas the average, like, the average warrior guy in a ninja gaiden game i've seen arthur play and he just cuts him it's just like arthur got cut down by the brand, the first dude <laughs> the first like white ninja well, depending on what difficulty i'm playing because you've seen me play uh ninja gaiden 2 on master ninja yeah which is just not very fun even on normal ninja gaiden is kind of unforgiving oh it is yeah you can get killed you i mean if you're not you can good get at taken it. apart yeah um anything else that says arthur polygon is a great site Uh-oh. you should be proud oh thank you uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to complain about layout. Okay, no, no, I wouldn't have read it if he was complaining about layout. No, he's he's saying he's saying he likes you. So oh, good, that's good. Um, Thanks. George writes in and says, um, "I was wondering what the group's thoughts are on the Neo Geo X, the re-release of the famed unattainable for the common man console." In addition, everyone's thoughts on emulation versus the real deal. Back in 90, 1991, when I first played the Neo Geo AES, I immediately fell in love but could never convince my parents to buy me one. I later did get Imagine one during my, during my vintage video game collecting phase that lasted several years and thousands of dollars. I do realize that almost, if not all, the games are now emulated legally and illegally, but for me, there is just no substitute for the classic click of a an, an Neo Geo AES arcade stick. I, I don't care. Yeah, no, I've never given a shit we about got one, you at all. We got one in the office at IGN, and when it got taken out of the box, it could not have been a less overwhelming. Like Everyone was like, man, it's a big box. Uh, it's a, I, <laughs> when was this? I was out of office, yeah, or yeah. I didn't I think care. the business model for for the Neo Geo X sucks. Uh, as far like just the pricing and the pricing of games is terrible. Isn't it still like ridiculously expensive, and it's then you have to buy steep. shit separately? Uh, I mean, the system itself, I, I don't think is that bad, but the the pricing on games sucks. Um, as far as emulation, the problem with emulation, and it's the same problem that 
actually playing the games if you own the systems is that those games were designed for TVs that are impossible to find now. <laughs> um, and and honestly, emulation seems like the only way that we're going to get to the point where you might see a game the way it was intended to look through the use of video filters and things like you that. You mean like with scan lines and stuff? Or yeah, like- with scan lines and like anticipating curvature of of the display and taking into account the oh way God, that, curvature of the display. Yeah, you're right. Fuck. Uh, and taking into account the way that pixels are rendered on a, uh, a CRT as opposed to an LCD. Like I, I, what I wanted to see with the Wii U was for Nintendo to do something like that. Like to, to feed console games like from SNES and NES and maybe even the Nintendo 64 through like, filters to approximate the way that it would look on a CRT TV. Like that would, I would buy games on the virtual console if they did that because getting like perfect emulation for even a Nintendo is a really resource intensive thing on a P on a PC. Um, like most games are just hacked to work in an emulator and they're fucked up and not the way that they were. Hmm. Um, so I, I mean, emulation right now seems like the best bet to get a, a experience close to what it was. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that answered the question or not. I, I think it's fine. It's two hundred bucks for a Neo Geo X, by the way. Anthony, Anthony, and I covered it by saying we don't care. I, I Neo Geo X is two hundred dollars. I looked it up. Um, no thanks. So it was a Wii U. Uh, we use three hundred and fifty dollars. If yeah. you get the ridiculous edition. Yeah, but even the cheap one. Isn't Why wouldn't you get the ridiculous cheap. edition? The cheap one is two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Yeah, it's not one hundred ninety nine. You are what you are off by hundred dollars there. Thirty percent. The next Xbox three sixty has got to be. If you format a hard drive for the Wii U like it's a storage thing, you can't use it as storage for any other Wii U. Oh my god! It's only good for that one console. That fucking thing. Um, it's not the hardware's fault. It exists. Nintendo made it that way. Yeah. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Sorry. You better be. That burrito is getting colder. Yeah, shut up. Um, it's cold in this part. I know. I want to enjoy it when it's cold anyway. Let's Here, be honest. This kid Jason writes in, he says, I want to play 25 games basically in 10 months, right? And he has 22 games. He's just... So he's played up to 22 games and he doesn't know what his final three should be. Is he talking about like this year? Yeah. Like he's he set out to play 25 games between March and December. All right. And, uh, That's a lot of games. And he's, and he's played 22. Does so I'm going to read you this 22, and then he wants three more. Are these all 2012 games? Uh, yes. Okay. Jesus. Wait, no. No, they're not. Okay. No, they're not. My bad. Okay, so his current list is Uncharted 1, 2, Infamous, Diablo 3, Bulletstorm, Walking Dead, Gears of War 3, Infamous 2, Uncharted 3, Limbo, Portal, Tony Hawk HD. <laughs> Ugh, whoops. Uh, or he's doing Walking Dead individual episodes. So episode two, episode three. That's cheating. Yeah, I agree. Borderlands That's one, one fucking game. Torchlight two, Walking Dead again, Dishonored, Mark of the Ninja, Halo Anniversary, Modern Warfare three, and Walking Dead episode five. Dude, that's easy. Halo four. Halo four. Fez, Far Cry three. Far These Cry. are just from this year that he needs. No, just he wants three more games. Most of them are like uh, Max Payne three. Oh yeah, Max Payne three. It was good. Halo four and Far Cry. There you go. You could just do those if you wanted. Yep. Fez is worth your time. Fez. Fez is great. Um, Trials. Did you say Journey? No. Journey, Trials. I went and bought a copy Dishonored. of Journey. Play fucking Dishonored. I, I also bought Journey. Play fucking played. Dishonored. It's on there. No, but oh, did you, did you buy the disc? Oh, yeah, no. I went, to, I went to GameStop and bought a disc of Journey. Why'd you do that? Because I would rather do that than wait for the fucking thing to download. Oh, uh, yeah. See, 568 I just, I just, minutes to go. I just put it on download, 
turned my, switched my display to my Xbox and did things while it downloaded. So, <laughs> yep. Um, um, also, Hotline Miami. Yeah, but I haven't played that. Oh, man, I like that game a lot. He didn't say if uh, if it was a. Uh, I don't give a PC. shit what platform yeah. he's talking about. Um, Hotline Miami will run in your fucking toaster. Just play it. Do you guys know what Phantom Dust is? This kid Tyler wrote in Kinda. from Oakland, and he says, uh, "That's where we an are." Xbox game, wasn't it? And yeah. he says, "Phantom Dust is one of my Japanese favorite games. Xbox I've logged game. over sixty hours playing it." I think shit, son. And he says, "Are there any other games like it that you know of?" But I don't even know his time. As far as I understand, maybe get it on the Google. But I think it's Phantom a card Dust. battling game in destructible environments. You fight each other in real time using psychic abilities. Never mind. I have no fucking idea what this <laughs> game is. I thought it was a mech game. Phantom Dust. Yeah, Phantom Dust sounds like a mech game. Shut I'm up. almost certain. What? No, I said I thought it was a mech game. You're telling me to shut up for. Fuck you, Anthony. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't think it sounded like a mech game at all. I remember seeing ads for it in OPM. Or maybe it was an OPM. It, it was an OPM because it was an Xbox. Oh, XM. Exclusive. Must have been or EGM. Uh, in yeah, a magazine. I, I can't think of anything, honestly. That game was very specific. I mean, if you want to talk about car- like just card games, I guess, like Cold Tip Saga, Metal Gear Acid are the only two I can think of. Magic the Gathering. Magic, Magic is great. The XPLA versions of Magic the Gathering are supposed Lost to be really Cities good. Lost Cities is... No, it's no longer available. Never mind. The Uncharted card game on Vita. I'm. Oh, yeah, well, let's just move on. Um, and I don't know the rest of the letters we got were, were pick a bad one we haven't read letters in so long yeah just pick bad ones we'll make fun okay, of them okay I can go dig way back if you want no we will not make fun of them uh, alright we have to live here <laughs> let's see did anyone play Dear Esther yeah he says no. this kid Jeff writes in and he says uh, your description of me is Mata talking to me yeah I, t- I talked to him reminded me of dearest he says a game that intrigued me in concept but an execution i found to be dull meandering worry monotone story about nothing was real read out loud while you did said meandering i never came across any interesting landmarks or discoveries in the hour or so i played before and dear esther up. yeah what he's a crazy person yeah like dear esther took a long time to click with me but what the time it started to click with me is like oh wow this scene is fucking beautiful and that thing looks really cool and this is lit really well the story stuff he's right is kind of meandering and mundane, but it's I don't know. You can. Add, what was his question before I interrupted? No, he just didn't. He was, he just he just was wondering, like am it. I missing something? No, I mean that's a very easy game to miss. I guess it's definitely not for everybody. It took me completing it to realize that I didn't hate it, like I thought I did. There. So the answer is you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Okay. You have to turn yourself into a pretentious asshole to appreciate that game. Um. Cool. Already game, there. Game. Let's see. I'm going. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, well, let me if you see. want to play something else, I mean, kind of like Dear Esther, in that all you do is come walk and kind of let a story happen at you. Play Thirty Flights of Loving. So I've heard good things about that. So a user who wishes cool. to be called Advent Life. I don't know why he wants to be called that. Oh, okay. Is that like the calendar? <laughs> I don't know. Does he had chocolate in his pocket? Uh, he Life says, is he says I just rise. bought the anthology for Assassin's Creed. Is there an anthology? Yeah, that's one, two, three, Brotherhood, and maybe Revelations. Or maybe it's just all of Ezio's shit. It's a series of... The Ezio collection, I think, is yeah. a thing. Yeah. It's a series I always meant to get around to playing, but okay, other games kept on taking up my time before I knew it, I was way behind. 
When the anthology was announced, I saw it as the perfect time to get myself up to date on the series. Now I'm immersing myself in the story of Assassin's Creed and killing lots of dudes. My question, are there any game series you've been meaning to get into but just haven't for whatever reason? If so, a complete if a complete collection of the series was released, would you drop the time and money to get into it? Or does that task seem too daunting? Well, yeah, that, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I'm like, oh, shit, I need to go back and play all of those. Well, for instance, I never played the original um, Hitman games, and if when the anthology released, I don't know that I'm going to. No. Like, one and two don't hold up. I kind of want to try the King's Bounty games. They're interesting. I've, I've played a game that's based off King's Bounty before. Was it Armored Princess? No, Armored Princess is the expansion. I don't remember, but it was it was that same thing, you know, turn-based RPG yeah. on a world, and then the the battles break into a different system versus yeah. the world. So, Games um, totally, like, I don't know, King's Bounty is weird. It's one of those games where, a lot like XCOM, I played it, and I don't know that I've actually played anything like it, but I feel like I have. It just feels like, yeah, this is a turn-based video game. I don't know. Maybe that's pretty reductive, but... The Mass Effect trilogy, if I hadn't played that, would I would absolutely get on that. Um, Anthony writes in the really. Total War games. I'd, oh yeah, I'd be into trying. Except they're the most unstable pieces of shit in existence. Yeah, I've I meant to get into Shogun, but I as know I know how Creative cool. Assembly is still making games. I don't understand those as fucking games. Unstable combat. as their shit is. I know it's like everyone was like, "Are you really excited that Creative Assembly got the Warhammer Fantasy license to make strategy games?" And I was like, "I guess. I hope they work." Like. <laughs> You know, I thought the people that used to do the the strategy games for Namco did a really good job with them, but we'll see. Um, so, from Michigan writes in. Uh, oh, well, he said, "Don't read his name on air if it can be helped." After that, <laughs> too late. But he, I didn't say his last name, so hold on. Mister Michigan <laughs> says, uh, "I was just wondering what you guys think of the whole concept of being able to upgrade home consoles like you would a PC." Nope. Obviously, well, you. you cannot do that with the current slew of systems, but I think it'd be something that could definitely extend the life of the next generation exists mm-hmm. significantly. Why would they want to extend the life of the generation? <laughs> uh, they make more money on systems as time goes on, generally. Exactly. Sony just happened to be in a bad position this time around. There are uh, a lot I of things wanna, inspiring against Japanese console makers. I don't want to have to swap out my hardware on my fucking console. Neither that's, does anybody that's else. That's the whole point of a console, right? Versus a PC. Everyone's right. always like, uh, compatibility issues, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Like, my dad I, loves his PlayStation. When he buys the, the Orbis, whatever the fuck it's called, there's no way on this fucking earth that my dad is going to change the hardware when he I mean, oh, how can't many, run this game. Like, he's... I'm no. curious how many people ever even changed out the, like, the RAM pack, the memory pack on their 64. Like I did it because the expansion pack thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I did it because I had to to play Perfect Dark. Is that um, the one that required it? I think it did. Yeah, it was either that or Donkey Kong. But one of them came with it, and it was like put it in. And yeah, Donkey Kong. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in. But I was like, but you know, most you didn't people, know what it did exactly, and I don't think most people would do that either. I agree. You know, when people it's, find out they need to spend more money to make the shit that they have work, like they're they're on. They're, it's just a bad idea. It's been tried before, and generally, ugh. I don't think it'll met happen with, either. Met with an unpleasant reaction, see, or, I mean, it'll come out in Japan, and it'll never come out here, which is what happened with the big RAM packs for Sega Saturn, which were required for the Street Fighter, versus, for X-Men versus Street Fighter 2, I think, or X-Men huh. versus Street Fighter, um, or the disc system for Nintendo 64. 
Did that ever actually come out? I think there it did. Huh. I think um, I could be wrong. Digging deep. Sorry, yeah. Well, like, because we also get letters, like, some of the letters, like, are you guys ever going to reprint the t-shirts you made a few years ago? <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, are you? <laughs> so, uh, Probably not. Let's see. Uh, someone wrote in and said, is sex on the third date a thing that really happens? Yeah, sex on the first date is a thing that happens, too. Yep. So. That is correct. Um. Yeah, sorry. I love that that's like an unbelievable concept. Like, <laughs> really? The third? I'm going like nine before anything happens here. He actually said, he's like, is that, or is that just in movies? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Um, okay. This is a really easy answer from Andrew. He says, I'm wrapping up Hitman. Going to get either Far Cry or Assassin's Creed 3 on PC. Uh, which, which should I get? Far Cry is unquestionably the correct answer. I felt moral. Man, the ending of Far Cry 3 really hurts that game for me. It did not detract from anything. I thought both endings were like, I, I enjoyed parts of them, but I was also like, really? That's what happens? But it didn't take away from, you know, the 30 fucking hours of pleasure I took from that game. That's a lot of pleasure. Oh, pleasure. Um, Len writes in and he says, with the end of the current console generation quickly approaching, do you think you can crown a best of console game for each of the three consoles, or do you think there are still some some games on the horizon that have the potential to dethrone any of the current contenders? Last of Us could be, you know, the PlayStation 3 game. Oh, we'll see, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm um, just saying it's it's possible. I don't know enough about that game to say, yes, it very well could be. Like, yeah. I think the only maybe. system that's out right now that you could crown a maybe best game on it was, like, the Wii. You could probably <laughs> do that done. at this point. Yeah. I don't even know what I would say is the best 360 game. Me either. It's a lot. Yeah. No, I couldn't make that call. There are like nine games and I'm like, oh, it'd be... What about no. best console game of the previous console generation? Of last generation? I oh, man, I suck at this. I mean, Halo 2 probably for Xbox, in my opinion. That was like A that. lot of people would say Splinter Cell Chaos. They, they would also say KOTOR. Yeah, that's true. Um... On PS2, for me, it was probably Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, yeah. And that's just because I love that game. Me too. Like, I just really love it. Even though that game's kind of fucked up in some ways. Oh, it's totally fucked up in a lot of ways. But I still loved it. Me too. Um, Buy that game on XBLA if you haven't. Yeah. And I mean, it, I, I will say that that game, like going back to it now, it requires a certain level of patience to get into because it starts off kind of slow. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't always do the best job of teaching you how to do things. You fucking smack things and take photos. What more do you want? Um, here's a here's we'll do like two more. Here's one from Adrian for Arthur. And he just says, uh Arthur, he was like he was like, I was hoping that you could elaborate on your comments about the Mass Effect 3 single player DLC, uh why you said you thought they were quote tone deaf. Throughout the whole year I've seen eye to eye with you regarding your thoughts and opinions on Mass Effect 3. Only that I have loved the DLC. I thought Leviathan had a terrific atmosphere and some great revelations on the Mass Effect universe. And I love the more personal and humanizing look at Aria? Aria? Aria. Aria. Yeah, sorry. That Omega delivered. To me, both were just as high in quality, if not higher, than the main game. Opinions. High praise. Amazing thing. Because they closed the book on Maya Shepard so, so finally, like with so much finality, that the idea of going back for DLC 
feels really crass. That's why I never went back. I didn't play any of them because it's like, nope, I know how this ends. None of this matters. Yeah. I went back to a lot of the DLC in 2. I liked a lot of the DLC in 2. But I think Arthur's right. Like, when I was done with 3, I was like, and that was Mass Effect. Yep. It'd be like doing, like, a DLC mission in Bioshock. Going back and be like, well, you also went to this wing that was unexplored. Like, no, man. Go away. We're good. We got it. Okay. We'll end with the fun question. (laughs) I love fun! Shut up. Uh... Mike from Long Island writes in, and he says, here's a hypothetical question for you guys. You're in a room with 200 people who are all, at the very least, semi-regular gamers. You're told that a competition will occur between all of you with a $100,000 prize to the first place winner, but nothing for anyone else. Out of the anonymous draw, you are allowed to pick the one game you all play for the tournament. My question is for you, what single game do you believe you stand the best chance in winning some sweet cash money? Are we... Uh, it doesn't have to be multiplayer. I, I was going to say, it has to be like our friends? No. No, it's in a room of 100, 200 people. 200 people. You don't know. Just what game do you think? Like, I'm pretty fucking badass at that. Can I give an either or? Okay. Uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition DS. Arthur is pretty fucking good at Pac-Man. I've seen him do that. Or Geometry Wars 2. And that's what I figured he would say. I'm not. Arthur is Wars. watching Arthur. We used to, even though like none of us smoked pot or did drugs... Like, I know it sounds really funny, but we used to, like, Arthur was one of the first people I knew with an HDTV, and it was not uncommon that we would go over to his house, turn off all the lights, and fucking just watch Geometry Wars, because it was like a fucking fireworks show. You ever watch competitive Geometry Wars? No. It's fucking intense. But I used to watch Arthur go through swarms of, like... It was a PAX thing one year. I I watched Arthur go through swarms that were so dense that they just turned white, because all the colors were (laughs) blending so much. Um, Yeah, for me... I mean, I want to say something at Company Heroes. I'm not even that good, but I figure amongst those 200 people, <laughs> they're probably they're probably good. they're probably not that, that good either. Like, like I'm not very good at video games, but I'm probably better than those people at Bad Company too. Yeah, that one might surprise you. Probably. I'm just saying that's the only video game I've ever played and been like, I'm pretty good at this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably just pick something crazy like John Woo's Stranglehold. Or something like that, and just be like, this is the shooter I'm going to pick for all of us to play. Can I pick, like, the first level of Mirror's Edge's Time Trials? Because I was really good at that. Like, oh, sickeningly good, because I played it for, like, seven hours. God, what's, what's it like to have no life? Yeah. Welcome to me. Um, if you want to send in your own letters about giant burritos and cookies, you can do that to letters at eat-sleep-game.com, but don't actually send them in about the Send them about video games. I want to know what you guys yeah, you think. You could ask us about we'll be in the next generation and we can talk more about that that's What's pretty the next exciting generation stuff. of burritos um shut up There's serious no next question. generation burritos uh sometime you can find us on twitter arthur's at aegis as many of you already know uh i'm at chuff money matt is a talking orange and uh this kid hi he's at mitchy d mm-hmm. which stands for mitch dyer mitchell dyer um you can find mine and Mitch's work at IGN. And you can find all the work that Arthur does at Polygon. A lot of work that he does at Polygon. Um, yeah. That's all I got. We out. We're out. When the higher hills have turned to blue And the waves are lapping where the children of 
just beyond the silent surface of what has gone. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit Audible. God damn it. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit Audible. I should just put all this all this in the outtakes. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit Audible Podcast. Podcast. The podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash rebelfm for your free audiobook download. Where you can hear books like Star Wars, Darth Bane, Path to Destruction, 